1: everybody. Lori Hybe here. Welcome to the Social Capital Podcast. Our show notes are found at socialcapitalpodcast.com. If you'd like to get more involved in the conversation, join our Facebook group at Social Capital Network, a community of trust, reciprocity, and relationships. You can also connect with me on LinkedIn. This week's guest is Deb Seeger. She is the Managing Director at BDO Resource Solutions. Deb has been recognized as a female entrepreneur by receiving the Women of Influence Award in 2015. Prior to joining BDO, Deb was a co-founder of Patina Solutions. She spent over a decade in professional services consulting. She's an innovator, keynote speaker, and panelist in the field of employment trends, workforce of the future, agile talent solutions, and building strong cultures. Deb, welcome to the show. Hi, Lori. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited that you're here. I'm sure you have amazing content to share with our listeners, Uh, but let's dive in. I know networking and relationships is something that you very much value, um, and you've got a new role in, in your hands right now. So how do you tie in the personal networking goals that you have to align the goals of that of your firm?
0: Uh, Great question. I mean, to me, networking um, is so important because it's really part of everything we do as we go out into the business world. And um, kind of, I thought of it from early on as this idea of really building friendships, maybe more for a business reason, but, you know, friendships to me start with getting to know people um, and understanding that we can go a lot farther with a group of people and the resources that we all bring together than we can alone. So to me, it's an idea of building a fabric um, so that we have what we need. In the idea that some people have a scarcity mentality and some people have one of abundance, and it's probably a spectrum. Um, But to me, the people that have a scarcity mentality or approach are typically folks that like to do it on their own or don't believe that they need anybody else um, or they believe that they help somebody else, it really hurts their ability to succeed or achieve. On the other hand, the people with abundance mentality, I, I, like I believe there's enough out there for everybody um, and it doesn't harm me or hold me back if I help somebody else, as long as it's not a conflict of interest, obviously. Um, so that carries into my new role here at BDO because you know, we're all about helping people thrive every day. And so that's really ingrained in this idea of building a fabric uh, of people. Because I used to say, I don't care if somebody calls me because they need a new roof. I care that they call me because that makes me feel like they see me as a valuable resource for them, somebody who thinks enough of each other in our network that I could ask them a favor or that they know I would do them a favor. Well,
1: oh, that's great. I love that. And, you know, you, you've, you're you in this new role, so you're obviously in the um, career transition, job transition stage. How does one appropriately tap their
0: network when in that state, when looking for a new job? That's a great question. And, um, you know, having been through a transition for the really first time in my career and also having been coaching executives in in transition for many, many years. Now, I I believe going forward, I'm going to be a better coach um, because I've always talked about the idea of networking, but I saw a lot of executives in my career who worked really hard to kind of build a wall of separation Around themselves, so that other outsiders um, and sometimes competitive firms, or uh, vendors, providers, salespeople—you um, know—couldn't get in, so to speak. But then, when those folks were at a stage in their career where they were in a transition, they really didn't have enough of a network that they could go out um, and engage with in order to help them in their, you know, career transition. So you know, I, I think it's really important for people to understand that you may never need um, to ask somebody a favor. In fact, I I don't feel like I needed much from the network I had for 30 some years. And it wasn't until recently when I was in transition that I realized it was really valuable to have such a vast network of people that I've done a ton of favors for over my career. And I, I think about it like the, the, uh, a bank of the universe, if you're putting out favors and doing favors for other people, one day when you need something, you're going to have a lot of people that you'll be able to consider uh, to call on for help. And so that idea of like an investment in a bank, um, you know, the more you put in, the more valuable it grows over time. And, and one day you're going to look at it and say, wow, I am rich. So luckily for me, Um, It was not hard for me to pick up the phone and talk to people about the change that I was going through in my career. And I found that to a person, every one of them was willing and excited um, to help me in any way they could. And it's exactly how I ended up um, joining BDO is through the network that I had and the relationships I had.
1: That's awesome. I love the analogy of the bank that you have too, as far as, you know, making consistent deposits and, and letting, you know, get some return on your investments. And that's in that space, getting, you know, building interest. Um, But when, when it's time to withdraw, you're, you're ahead of the game, right? (laughs) Right. Right. That's great. Um, So how does networking play into your new role within the global firm BDO?
0: So, you know, every day at BDO, we're looking at Our core purpose, which is helping people thrive. And so there are a lot of folks out there that are making new business relationships, trying to make introductions. And, um, you know, this idea of networking is going to be a big part of helping anybody, you know, who's either new to it or would like to, uh, I guess, do it better or do more of it. And so uh, I know we're going to talk about, you know, how do you nurture? Uh, the relationships you have, uh, is it too, what is it too soon or how do you do's and don'ts? So I know we'll get into those, but basically it, it's a big part of, you know, what we at BDO believe in is all about relationships. That's awesome. That's great. And um, I love that. So let, let's talk about your
1: specific stories here. Can you share with our listeners, one of your most successful or
0: favorite networking stories that you have? Yeah, I think, um, I, I I have so many. I mean, because anytime you help someone connect to something, um, you know that makes you feel good. And for me, that's like a little a little shot of dopamine. Um, and so, one of the things I know uh, that is hard for a young person starting out, for example, is um, you know I will get into the dos and don'ts of networking. But in, in my case, it was my son who graduated from college in 2008, 2008 was a tough year to graduate from college. Mm -hmm. And um, as he was really looking at the job market, one of the things he considered was going back to get his graduate degree, which he ended up doing. But I told him, you know, um, as you look at starting out in your career, building your network, um, I have in my network on LinkedIn, usually kind of an internal uh, guide that I kind of try to stick to, which is I like to connect with people that I feel I know well enough to do a favor for, or well enough that I could ask them a favor. So I said to my son, if you see anybody in my network that you wanna go and just learn from, um, because you have a lot of learning to do about you know the kind of career you want, and maybe you'll see people who are in careers that you find interesting, um, but you gotta go and, and just go talk to a lot of people. So I was really happy, number one, that he did it. Um, in the two years while he was getting his graduate degree, he spoke to 100 people, um, either by phone or in person. And what I really appreciated about his experience was he came back to me towards the end of that experience and he said, Mom, not one person said no to me. And that awesome. means I did, I did a good job of doing favors for people who were happy in return to do this favor for me. Um, he did the work, he reached out to them, but he learned a couple of other things that were really important to him as somebody starting out in his career. And that was that in most of the interviews he did with people about their jobs, what they liked about it, what they didn't like, what they do different. A lot of people like talking about their career and their career decisions. So that's not a hard thing to ask. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people didn't necessarily have it all figured out or planned out you know, when they were young either. And that was also a really important thing for him to learn. So I, you know, that's my favorite story because I think it shows just the power of why networking is so important. Um, and even at a young age. Well, and what a valuable
1: lesson that he's going to carry forever now. I mean, just those relationships and, and how your relationships helped him, Learn and kind of build his have a little bit more confidence as he approaches the as he, you know, entered into the workforce.
0: And that's the key word confidence. I think a lot of young people coming out of college could really use that boost of confidence. And I I recommend actually that exercise to everybody I coach in their college to career transition. Uh, because that's what they need. And so I tell them, go out and talk to a lot of people. And here's what you're going to do. You're going to ask them if, if they would meet with you or talk to you on the phone. Tell them you'd like to talk with them about their career and and what they've learned along the way. And um, e- even if it's with a stranger, almost no one says no to that. And then as a young person, I've heard this a lot where they say, well, I'm not really, you know, because we'll talk about going out there with a giving mindset. Um, you know, that's my belief that that's how you start you don't start networking with this idea of what, how, who's out there that could help me. You start with the idea of being a giver. Um, but a lot of young people feel like, well, I don't really have anything to give. I'm just a kid. I just graduated. And so one example is that I recommend um, a book on networking to all the, all the students that I coach. And I ask them, now that you've read this book, what is it that you could go out and give to this person who wrote the book? And they're usually kind of stymied, um, not, not sure. And so I, I tell them, you know, the author of this book probably wants a couple things. One, to know that his book was read and received. Um, another, to know that um, it was valuable. And so what if you were to reach out to the author of this book and say, hey, I'd just like to have a chat with you. I read your book and I want to tell you what I found really meaningful about it that is something valuable to that author and they will receive it as a gift. And now you just gave them something. So the idea, even as a young person that you don't have anything to give, I think is false. And that's what I try to help people do is think about going out there with a giving mindset.
1: I love that. I think that's so important. And, and oftentimes I do hear that and people have fears around, I don't know what to give right now, but sometimes it's just that little piece of acknowledgement that says, what you shared with me was so helpful. Thank you. That's a give. And that can be extremely powerful and very well received.
0: Yes. Right. Universally, you know, no one, there's no one who doesn't appreciate that. So Deb, how do you stay in front of and nurture your network? That's a good question. I think the other thing about having a giving mindset or an abundance mindset is knowing that you have to, Intentionally and deliberately schedule time for it. Um, uh, again, uh, there's a person who wrote a book, Networking is a Context Sport. And in that book, the author talks about his internal personal discipline that every day um, he decides, you know, he's gonna write X number of emails to reach out to people or make X number of phone calls, or however he reaches out, but he's gonna do it intentionally to let them know that he either saw something they did or wanted to recognize, reward, a birthday, uh, an award, a news article. And so it's part of the everyday routine. And I think that's a good best practice is to really make time to nurture your network so that you are not going to ever be seen as the person who's only in contact with somebody when you need something. I love it. I agree. And and just in
1: general, you know, if it's not on the calendar, it doesn't get done. At least in my book, that's the way it works. <laughs>
0: right, right. Because we're also, I mean, our calendars are so booked. And so mm-hmm. we have to squeeze the time in there and reserve it. If it's important, it deserves time on our calendars.
1: All right, Deb, what advice would you offer the business professional who's looking to grow their network?
0: Yeah, so um, you know, growing the network to me is is kind of two things that are the same. If you seek to learn from others, Then you seek out others from whom you want to learn. And so that's part of that daily discipline that could be added to nurturing your existing uh, network every day. Is also then looking out and seeing, you know, people who are out there who are leading an industry trend, um, people who've written articles that you found interesting, uh, people that are solving problems, you know, that anything that you're coming across in your daily, either news cycle or, or, or work of interest or passion. And then, again, make time to go out and seek those professionals that, um, you, you know, y- you want to learn from. Because um, when you start with this idea of, you know, being open and, you know, first seek to understand, uh, again, it's been my experience that most people are willing then to open up and share um, as opposed to, hey, I just want to get together, have a cup of coffee with you, and see if we can network with each other. Uh, you know, I, that's in one of the don'ts category of what not to do. Um, because it's just not genuinely authentic in a way that that's how friendships and relationships get started. Um, it's, it's just kind of trite, I think, and it sounds old school to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: No, I agree with that.
0: So right now, the traditional
1: networking is, is definitely at a standstill. Um, digital has definitely peaked, uh, but between the two, digital and traditional networking, which one do you find more value in?
0: Yeah, you know, I thought that maybe this was kind of a sucker's choice, right? That I, that I realized I don't have to pick. They're both valuable. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is hard right now that we can't see each other in person, but the idea of meeting in person in a way, really, only re- restricts you to a geographic network, and so while it's important, I think, to have face-to-face conversations with people, especially when networking are things around um, those things where the stakes are high. Um, you, you know, there's nothing like in person, but of course, now that we can do um, online virtual meetings, that's you know, that's better than any other time in our history where we can expand our network. Um, Mm -hmm. And then thank God for things for like LinkedIn, you know, where we really can use um, the digital networking platform to go out and and reach out to people that we may otherwise never have been introduced to or known about. So I, I think they're both important. Yeah. I agree.
1: I'm a fan of both 100 percent. And I think the digital networking has been way more accepted in the last few months due to COVID-19 than it was before.
0: Yeah, I think it was really clunky before. And then where I've seen with some of the events that had to move from conference style or exhibit style and intended to have networking as part of their in-person events. Now that they've moved that to online, I participated into some networking chat rooms. And what I liked about it was, you know, know, instead of being in a room full of people, you were put with maybe uh, six people, I think more gets clunky, Um, but really getting to know the six people in that chat room around a common idea or something we had passion for, I found really helpful. And I was able to make what I consider to be some pretty strong networking connections in that way. I still you know think there 's room for and and I, I like the idea that we 're still going to have large events where you can go and just have the energy of having people in a room who are meeting and introducing each other. Um, I hope that never goes away, but I think we've found at least um, you know some way to keep doing it in the meantime
1: mm-hmm. I agree with that, um, yeah, in the interim at least and who knows how long that 's going to last, but at least there is an alternative. If you could go back to your 20-year-old self, what would you tell yourself to do more of, less of, or differently with regards to your professional career?
0: Um, Yeah, so the first thing about my 20-year-old self um, is not necessarily about my professional career, but I was asked this um, at the Women of Influence Award, is what would you tell your 20-year-old self? And my answer was, don't eat that. (laughs) <laughs> um, when we get into more of the professional career advice that I would give my 20 year old self, it, what, it would be and we didn't have some of the tools digitally, you know, when I was starting my career, but it would be don't be afraid to ask. Um, it, it may, it may be even a perfect stranger because uh, to network or to meet with you, if if you really are genuine and authentic in your desire to to learn from them, hear their story. Um, because most of the time, you know, that, that invitation will be met with an acceptance. And so I, myself fell into that same kind of thing that I think, um, you know, younger people do is that I don't have anything to offer. And, and I had to quickly realize that as long as I was seeking with a genuine earnest, um, desire to learn, you know, most people won't say no to that. Now, you know, people are busy, they can't fill their calendars with stuff like that. And so you have to be judicious in it. But um, I think it's to go out there kind of fearlessly with the idea that if you have the right intention, um, you know, start today and start building your bank because, you know, the power of compounding interest is the same, those relationships grow and they develop into really rich relationships over your career. Um, you know, there are kids who send me gifts every, every year on their son or daughter's work anniversary because they know I helped them get their first job. And I'll tell you, you know, whatever they send, it's not the the gift itself. It's the idea that they think of me that way. That is really the reward. So it's never too um, early to go out there and be fearless in your efforts.
1: Yeah. I love it. I think that's really sound advice overall that you're sharing, um, All right, I'm going to give you the opportunity to interview me now. What's something that you'd like to ask me?
0: So, Lori, um, what I'd really like to ask you is if you could help me understand a little bit more about you personally by describing your perfect Sunday.
1: (laughs) That's a great question. I love it. My perfect Sunday is that I wake up and have a really nice breakfast, uh, which is probably either eggs, avocado toast, or some Greek yogurt with some fruit and granola. Um, And then I go for a nice casual bike ride with my husband. We come back, play with our dogs, um, and just kind of hang out, maybe visit some friends, play some board games. Um, and have a nice dinner together. Pretty simple.
0: (laughs) But it sounds perfect. And what I love about that story is what I learned about you that I didn't have to ask as if I was the, um, you know, an interviewer. So are you married? Do you have any pets? Uh, What do you do for fun on the weekends? I mean, you just told me all of that in just a couple of sentences. But I also I could visualize it And I think we get to learn so much more about each other when we talk to each other in those kinds of stories. Um, So I would like younger people to, again, think about the way that they can really um, go out there with the idea of learning in that kind of approach versus thinking about it as if you're, you know, um, quote, interviewing them.
1: Yeah, no, that's great. I, I like the question. Um, no one's asked me that question before. So that was a fun ah, one.
0: <laughs> and, and,
1: it, and I was actually visualizing, you know, what's perfect Sunday is going to look like for me. Yeah. And when you did that, Lori, didn't you feel good? I did. Yeah. Thank you. It's a good question. I'm gonna have to remember that one. Um, any final word or advice to offer our listeners with
0: regards to growing and supporting your network? Yeah, I would say um, keep in mind that if you go out with the best of intentions, um, it's not it's not like it has to be a perfect science. It's not that you're going to break something Um, and say yes, as much as you can. Um, You know, because, again, I'll go back to the story about my son. I know there was a point at which then he realized it was time for now him to give back, Mm -hmm. which meant anytime someone reached out to him. Um, Because maybe, you know, he was a few years older than them or they were in the alumni network and they saw that he graduated from the same college or he's in an industry they want. You know, he really tries to say yes, um, because that's kind of the pay it forward giver abundance mentality that helps people build rich networks. And so I have been rewarded by people who did favors for me as much as I've been rewarded by knowing that I did some huge favors for some other people. And both of those things make us feel good. So what you're doing, you know, along the way with all that is, you know, you're kind of collecting these small gifts along the way. And what that ends up is doing is building a strong foundation for yourself. um, So that if you are ever in a situation where you need to make a withdrawal from the bank, you're going to be able to do it. Yeah. I still love that analogy.
1: (laughs) That's great. Great advice. Overall, great conversations here. If anyone is interested in getting in contact with you, what is the best way that they can reach you?
0: Um, The simple easiest way. If you can find me on LinkedIn, it's Debbie Seeger, otherwise dseeger at bdo.com. And either way is fine with me. Awesome. That's great. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on
1: the show today. Um, yeah. Great conversation. Thank you. This
0: was super helpful. I'm glad um, we had a chance to talk about this, because I think this is something that so many people can relate to in terms of their desires to either, you know, how do I do networking better? How do I get started? How do I nurture my network? So thanks for bringing this topic to me. It's been really fun to think about it.
1: Absolutely. Um, I agree. It's a It's a fun topic and it's an important one. This wraps up our episode of Social Capital. A huge thank you for Deb uh, to Deb for taking the time to connect with us. If you want to continue the conversation on networking and building your community, join our Facebook group. Just go to Facebook.com and search for Social Capital Network. If you need me, send an email to Lori at Social Capital Podcast. Otherwise, we'll see you next week.
0: That's all for this episode of the Social Capital Podcast.